0: Tuesday morning, afternoon, evening, we're glad that you've joined us for this episode of our Journey Through Scripture. Uh, My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and uh, we're all the way up to the book of Ruth. Uh, We're going to cover one whole book in one day. So Ruth is four chapters, so if you haven't had a chance, uh, I encourage you now to to read Ruth chapters one through four. So we've been going through the book of Judges uh, the last couple of weeks and uh, talked about some very interesting stories. There's uh, some really entertaining stories in there, some horrific things that happen. Um, it it has shown kind of on a big picture scale that things are not going well. And by the end of the uh, book of Judges, you have the phrase that comes out, that and the people did what was right in their own eyes. So that was representative of the big picture of what was going on. But one thing that's always important for us to remember, that even within that, there were a lot of good people, and there were a lot of good that was being done, uh, even in the the midst of this time. And, and that's, that's important for us to remember now. Uh, as we look at what's going on in the world around us, it's very easy to get frustrated and uh, to be concerned about what the future holds and uh, to be very concerned about the immorality that we see going on and uh, the wickedness that is, uh, is around us. Uh, man, some of these stories that we read in Scripture, as horrific as they are, uh, they're not too far off from things that we see today. Um, and so it can be overwhelming but it is important, I think, for us to, to recognize that there's also a lot of good that's going on. That's one of the reasons that a couple of years ago now we started our Monday Encouragement videos uh, to, to remember, hey, there's, there's good going on all around us as well. It's easy to focus on the bad things. Uh, remember, there's some good as, uh, also. Um, but there is certainly a danger when culturally uh, and societally that as a society, you begin to live under the premise of do what's right in your own eyes. Um, that's where very difficult things can happen. We saw it all through the book of Judges, uh, the rise and fall um, of uh, the the tribes, and Israel would be overtaken by other uh, groups of people, and then a judge would have to come and, and rescue them. So we see the ramifications of that, uh, but... Ruth is kind of a transition um, from the time of the Judges, uh, and it's going to push us to the time of the Kings. But this is just a story that probably happened in the the late time of the Judges, um, and it it represents and reminds us that there is good going on as well, that there are good people, there are good godly people um, that we see uh, even in the midst of this very difficult time uh, of Judges. So um, if you remember, there's a passage back in Deuteronomy that uh, talks about is Deuteronomy chapter 25, uh, that if a man died before his wife had bore him any children, his nearest male relative uh, should marry the widow and raise up an heir to the one who had died, right? So this was to make sure that women were taken care of, uh, especially in that society. Women had very few rights, um, were um, definitely a second-class citizen, uh, that's how they were viewed. And so uh, the scripture was, was making sure that they were going to be taken care of. God did that uh, as he uh, created uh, his people group, uh, as he created the people of Israel. And so that brings us to the story of Ruth. And it starts with uh, a, a woman named Naomi and her husband, um, and they end up, uh, going from uh, from Bethlehem uh, to the country of Moab, um, we kind of find out later they did that because of food issues. They were they couldn't find food. They were uh, moving to another p- uh, place, um, so they go to um, Bethlehem. They had two sons. Uh, those sons actually married two daughters from Moab. Um, this, this is a very important aspect to this. Uh, and they were there for about 10 years. Then both of the husbands, so both of Naomi's sons, they both died, right? And and so the the woman survived her two sons and her husband. So now Naomi is, is alone, but you also have these two Moabite women. Uh, one was named Orpah, and the other was named Ruth. So, um... Naomi decides that she's going to have to go back to Bethlehem, back to Judah. And uh, so she begins to go. Orpah and Ruth are going with her. Uh, but then she she tells them, you do not need to come with me. You need to stay here with your people so that they can take care of you. Um, but both both girls wanted to go with uh, Naomi, which shows the, the relationship that they obviously had was a good relationship. Um, and, it uh it, it, it's it says that uh Ruth basically grabbed onto her and and said no I will go go back um uh, would you res- uh, would you restrain yourself uh Naomi keeps asking her trying to convince her to go back um but she will not uh Naomi says no my daughters for it grieves me very much for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me um this is an interesting, and we're going to see this again, Naomi's response. She feels like she has done something wrong, right? The, the God's hand is against her um, and that God is uh, punishing her in a sense. And so she doesn't want them to be wrapped up in that. Um, and uh, Orpa decides, okay, she kissed her mother-in-law uh, and she went back, but Ruth clung to her and she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, and this is such a powerful uh, statement, it says, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The, The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. So this is a very strong statement of loyalty to Naomi, uh, but Ruth is also accepting um, all that makes up Naomi, including her faith in God. And so uh, Ruth goes back uh, to uh, Bethlehem with Naomi. Um, Naomi gets there, and uh, of course it says the city was excited, uh, and the the people say, is this Naomi? You know, because obviously it's been years and years since they've seen her, and verse 20, interesting, but she said to them, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Uh, why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? All right, so Naomi clearly is not in a good place. She is she is not grieving in a good way. Uh, she is very angry. You can tell at God. Now she's accepting. This isn't. She's not uh, saying that she's not going to believe in God. She's not turning her back on God, but she feels as if God is doing this to her, that God has afflicted her because of her circumstances. I, 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 want, to, I want to emphasize this because we're going to talk about it and conclude it a little bit later, but uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about Ruth and uh, her future husband, but Naomi is an interesting character in all of this, and it's important to see how she thinks that because her circumstances are bad— that God has somehow turned his back on her. And that is the place that she's at at this point. So that brings us to chapter 2, where Ruth uh, meets Boaz. So Ruth uh, is going out into the fields to collect grain. As they harvested grain, some of the grain would be left, and the the poor could come and they could uh, use that um, to, to make bread and things like that. And uh, so Ruth is going and she goes to a field um, and uh, meets Boaz says uh, uh, Boaz said who whose young woman is this so he he obviously is uh, she catches his eye and it's, he's answered it says it is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab um, and and so they begin uh, to, to visit Uh Ruth recognizes uh, that he is someone of importance, um, says, so she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Uh, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? Um, and Boaz answered her, said, Is "'It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and mother in the land of your birth. How you have come to the people that you did not know before. Will the Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under, the, under whose wings you have come for refuge.'" All right, so both of them see something in each other. They see uh, where their heart is. Uh, Boaz recognizes uh, the, the heart that Ruth has, what she has done for her mother-in-law, Naomi, that she is out here uh, gathering up uh, the grain. And so he is uh, obviously uh, uh, taken with her. She, and she says, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. All right, so here Boaz is showing this kind of sympathy uh, to someone um, who is a foreigner. And and so both of them uh, are seem to be very, very good, godly people do, trying to seek to do what is right. Um, And and so you kind of continue on, and as you you read, you see how Boaz makes sure that she has plenty. Um, uh, Ruth tells her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, um, and Naomi says, Blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, This man is a relation of ours, uh, one of our close relatives. That's interesting, that statement, isn't it? says, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. All of a sudden, circumstances start to change, and Naomi is like, oh, maybe God hasn't forgotten, right? Maybe God is still there. Maybe he is working this out, right? So she she starts to, her, her perspective starts to change. And of course, she encourages Ruth um, and, you know, to, to kind of get in with Boaz. And so you have chapter three, and this is kind of a, a cultural thing. We don't know exactly what's going on, uh, but Ruth goes and uh, kind of basically offers uh, herself to Boaz as, as his servant, uh, you know, and lays down at his feet. He's startled awake and he sees her uh, there. And uh, he says, uh, he said, who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. See, Boaz was a relative. And uh, so he had an obligation to take care of Ruth and, and Naomi um, at some point. But we find out that he is not the closest relation. Um, and, uh, so he says, he says, blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning and that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. And now my daughter do not fear. I will do for you all that you request for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Um, now it it is true that I'm a close relative, but there is a relative closer than I. So Boaz recognizes and he wants to provide uh, for Ruth and to make her his wife, um, but the law doesn't, doesn't give him the right. It gives uh, a closer relative the, the right um, to do that first. So he offers that to uh, Naomi's husband, um, his brother, um, he, Boaz offers for him to be able to provide for them, he passes. And so then Boaz um, uh, decides that he is going to now support this family and he and uh, Ruth are, are married. And uh, it's, Interesting, as you read that, uh, you can just tell that Boaz is a very upstanding person. He wants to do everything the right way, uh, and he wants to make sure that he uh, takes care of this family. Uh, And then in chapter 4, we get to, to the women talking to Naomi again. Remember the women earlier talked to Naomi, and she said, call me Mara. Uh, because the Lord has turned his back on me. Um, now the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative, and may his name be famous in Israel. Right? Recognizing, you know what, God was actually with you the whole time. Uh, and I think that's a, it's an important lesson for us. You know, I'm so glad that Naomi got to the point where she recognized that her circumstances didn't dictate whether God cared for her or God was uh, uh, investing in her life. Right? She finally came to that realization. But it's not good. God doesn't want us to go through those times and extended periods of time where we feel like because things aren't going right uh, in the circumstances around us, that for some reason that means that God has abandoned us. That is not it life sometimes just isn't fair and life can be difficult and you will lose loved ones. And it's not because God is punishing you. It's not because God has turned his back on you. Things like that happen in this world, but God is always working. God is always involved in your life and he will bring about good, right? And, and Naomi realizes that. Um, but I encourage us, to, to be careful when we feel ourselves going down that path because our feelings will, will push us that way. We will feel like God has abandoned us or turned our back on us when our circumstances are not going well. That, that is the way that we will feel, but that doesn't mean that that is true. And I encourage you when you start feeling that way to step back, reevaluate what is true and know that God is going to deliver you somehow. It may not be the way that you think, Maybe in a very different way, uh, but God will help you to adjust and to, to deal with whatever circumstances you may be going through. So we, we see the chapter four, and, and the, the big picture of this is really interesting. So it ends, and it says in uh, verse 18, it talks about now here's the uh, genealogy, um, and it, it gets down to uh, verse 21, Salmon begot Boaz, Boaz with Ruth. Begot Obed, Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. All right, David we'll know later as King David, who is also in the genealogy of the Messiah. So here we have uh, Boaz and Ruth, a Moabite woman, who are a key aspect in the genealogy of the Messiah and great grandparents to the greatest king in Israel. Uh, Very interesting how God uh, does that, how he he works through those situations. Um, And that brings us to the end of Ruth. Uh, This is kind of the transition now into the time that we will start to uh, see the kings come into place. So we're going to be in 1 Samuel um, on Thursday. So I encourage you to read uh, 1 Samuel chapters 1 through 6 chapters 1 through 6, uh, tomorrow uh, as we kind of begin the next um, time period in Israel's history. All right, hope you have a, a good couple days, and we'll see you on Thursday.